Good morning and welcome to the WLBB Community Voice Program on News Talk 1330 FM 106.3. I'm your host today, Sarah Claudia Kane, and I hope everybody is having a wonderful start to your Wednesday so far. I have Brittany Brown today with me in the studio, and Brittany is going to be sharing about her son Asa and the health challenges they have faced with Asa really since before he was born, how her and her family have been able to hold on to hope and to work through all of those challenges. So thank you, Brittany, so much for being here with us today. We're excited to hear your story. Why don't you go ahead and take a moment just to introduce yourself, tell our listeners a little bit about you. Well, thank you for having me. I am Brittany Brown, and I was born and raised in Carroll County. Um, I graduated from Central High School, and after graduating, I went on to get my teaching degree um, from the University of West Georgia. Um, While in college, I met my husband, John, and together we share three beautiful children, Stella, who is nine, Lola, who is seven, and Asa, who is five. Um, So prior to having Asa, I was a public school teacher, and then I taught at a little Christian school. And then once I had him, I became a stay-at-home mom, and now I get to homeschool my three babies. Nice. I always love getting to do this show and learning so much about people in our community and not only about their lives but the challenges they faced and when you were pregnant with Asa you got some news that was I imagine very difficult to hear can you tell our listeners a little bit about that yes um but before I do that I just want to say that um it does not go unnoticed to me that Asa's story is Um, different than many other children who have his similar diagnosis and so I do not take it lightly just how blessed we are and um, I tell people everywhere I go that ask about Asa yes it is Asa's story but it is all about Jesus Mm -hmm. and so um, it was very early on in my pregnancy that I found out that Asa had something that was a little bit different so to begin with um I had a normal OB appointment, and I was going by myself, but my mom ended up going with me, um, which was just a God thing, and um, while there, they told us that they thought that Asa had an omphalocil, which meant that his intestines would protrude through his abdominal wall, Um, so we went for several weeks thinking that that was the diagnosis that he had, and then shortly after that, um, they told us that Asa was going to be born normal, and so we were all excited until the next appointment, and they told us that he had some major things wrong with his heart and so um, your world kind of stops whenever that happens because you're talking about your baby and you know I used to get so caught up in oh is it a girl or is it a boy Um, that I didn't ever really put the emphasis on was it a healthy baby Mm. Um, so it was earth shattering Um, they said that he had um, his heart was just basically halfway formed and so um, the survival rates were very grim for him because it wasn't just a small left ventricle that he had he had lots more Um, they call it like alphabet soup (laughs) so yeah and I appreciate you making that comment about you know getting so caught up with girl or boy and having the gender reveal, all of that, but I think we take for granted sometimes we say, oh, it's the miracle of life, but it really is. I mean, there's Absolutely. so much that 
that goes on before you even get to hold or see your child. So absolutely, it's very important to just take a moment and, and think about that. So when you were given this news, I, I know we'd spoken previously and you really given no hope, um, you know, that Asa would have a, a normal, healthy life. And you took that news and you decided to travel to Boston to receive a second opinion, as I understand it. And you ended up being away from your, from your family in Boston for quite a while. So yes. I would love for you to share that part of your story with our listeners and tell us what that was like being away from family in such an uncertain season and really what sustained you during that time. Okay, well, um, yes, it was very grim. Like I said, whenever we went to the appointment, um, we were met with the cardiologist and they called my husband and my mother-in-law and my mom was there with me and they told us basically once Asa was born to put him on palliative care and just let him die. And so as a mama, that was not okay with me. And so our OBGYN at the time, Dr. Tiffany Stanfield, she was a godsend. And so before I could even get back to her office, she was already calling hospitals around to see who would be the best care for Asa. And so that's really how we landed at Boston. And so whenever we went to Boston, um, we went prenatally. And um, they did all of the scans, and um, so we had a plan that we thought was the plan, but Little Man had a different plan. And so my mom and I went up to Boston a month early, and um, we took my two younger daughters so that we could just get settled in. They could know where we were staying, and then I was going to have a little girls weekend with one of my childhood best friends, and then my mom and my husband and my mother-in-law were going to fly back and Asa was going to be born. Well, five days into the trip, Asa decided that he was going to come a little bit early. So panic set in because here we are in Boston with two children. They're not going to let them into the labor and delivery um, unit. And so um, we made it through there. My husband was able to make it with two hours to spare the next day um, for Asa to be born. And it was just tough um, because right after he was born they had to he was born purple mm-hmm. um, and so they had to stabilize him and take him over to the intensive care unit at Boston Children's which thankfully was just a bridge um, they willed him no ambulance or nothing was needed and so um, whenever they got him over there six days later he underwent his first open heart surgery mm-hmm. And um, so you just have to truly surrender. You know, you have to give it all to God and just put it all in his hands that everything is going to be okay. And um, so that's what I had to do. There was nothing that I I knew then that there was nothing that I could do to change the situation. And so, so many times I wanted to try to fix every little thing that I could do, um, but it was completely out of my hands at that point. Um, And so... Um, he recovered well from that, and um, then we were able to go home for a brief period of time after about eight weeks in the hospital, um, but we were in and out of the hospital whenever we got home, and so whenever we got home, his shunt had narrowed to the size of, it was tiny, and so we had to be medically flown back, um, and then he had another 
surgery at six months and then ultimately at 11 months old. Wow. So much faith uh, I hear in your story. And I, I know a lot of our listeners, especially those mamas out there listening, they relate to you just wanting to fix everything. So I think oh, moms, you know, naturally, they have that. But a lot of faith having to adapt to things not going according to planned. We're going to take a short break to hear from our sponsors, Tanner Health System and Oak Mountain Academy. And we'll be right back on Community Voice to hear more from Brittany Brown. Stay- Health is a journey. It's making better choices, even when it's not easy. It's taking care of yourself and the people you love. At Tanner Health System, we're there for you with every step, with primary care, heart care, cancer care, women's care, orthopedics, surgical services, and so much more. We're dedicated to helping you live and feel your best. So let's get on that journey to health. You've got places to be for many years to come. Find us at Tanner.org. The World Language Scholar Journey at Oak Mountain Academy is designed to provide students with a clearly defined curriculum-based track to acquire essential knowledge and skills for success in biliteracy fields of study. The successful completion of this journey provides colleges with a method to recognize a rigorous foreign language immersion experience for all students at Oak Mountain Academy. I'm Patrick Uran, head of school, inviting you to journey with us on the mountain. For more information, visit us at oakmountain.us. Discover your journey at OMA. Prepare, explore, and achieve. Welcome back to the WLBB Community Voice Program here on News Talk 1330 FM 106.3. I'm your host today, Sarah Claudia Kane, with our guest, Brittany Brown, who is sharing with us about a story of her son, Asa, and his health challenges from before he was born. And we know that Brittany reminded us so eloquently and wonderfully that, you know, we say this is Asa's story, but it's really the story of God and his faithfulness and his mercies and how he can come in and completely change our plans for the better. So before we went to break, you were telling us about Asa being born um, a little earlier than planned. And I think you said when he was six days old, he had his first open heart surgery. Yes. And then another surgery at six months old. So at this time... You're doing a lot of traveling back and forth from Carrollton to Boston. Is that right? Yes, ma'am. Um, from the time that he was six months old, though, we were only home for um, about one, maybe two weeks um, wow. until September of that year. So it was a lot of time away from my older girls. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that that must have been hard doing everything you can for your new baby, still wanting to be, you know, the best mother you can be to your other kids. How did you kind of balance that? Well, I wanted to be as involved as I could with my girls, even though I was miles away. So I remember um, my mom had them a good bit and I would always FaceTime them every day. And um, Mm -hmm. we saw Stella's pre-K teacher the other day. And she said, I remember open house. And I was on the FaceTime because I did not want to miss a milestone. And at the time, Lola was very young whenever Asa was first born. So she was just over a year. She had not quite turned two. So I felt like I had missed um, 
kind of crucial moments in her life mm-hmm. um, that we just try to make up that time even today. Yeah. And I imagine, you know, they'll look back when they get older and they're going to remember the example that, that you gave them of what a mother does, what she has to do, you know, for her kids. So yes. it's an amazing example. Now I'm curious about Asa during those, those first six months of his life, we'll say when you were dealing with all of this, what, what was his life like? What was the daily care like? And, you know, you think about those normal developmental milestones that babies mm-hmm. go through. What was that like? It was tough. Um, Asa laid flat of his back um, for a greater part of those first six months, and they were pretty okay. It was the second part that got a little rocky, um, but the the shunt was something that was very serious in the first six months, and having it kind of clotted off was mm-hmm. dangerous. But I never will forget the first time, the first surgery that he had. Um, Asa was wheeled back to the ICU, and my mom and mother-in-law and husband and I had all went back to our room for a brief period because they were having shift change. And so um, mom and I had decided that night that we were going to go back to check on little man. And we went, and we could not go back to his room without first checking in with the front desk. So whenever we got there, um, we looked through the windows as we go to check in and we see nothing but black in this room and lights were just shining down. So um, I immediately called my husband and said, you've got to get here now. Um, And so what had happened was that his shunt had completely gotten a kink in it. And so they had to go back in after they had just went in on my six-day-old and perform an emergency really open heart surgery there in his bedside. And so the timing of all of that is just amazing to me because his surgeon had been um, out riding his bicycle and had just came in, came in that evening to do like just to see how he was because that's just the type of hospital it is. They truly care about their patients. And so he was just checking in on Asa and whenever he checked in on him, he saw that there was a big problem. And so he was able to operate on him with his boots from his bicycle on. Um, So just see God's hand through all of it. Yeah. And I imagine you had a a lot of moments like that um, through Ace's first, you know, few months of life, few years, a lot of Mm. moments where it was uncertain. So how did you hold on to hope during those really hard moments? I remember a friend of mine telling me, Psalm 61, too, um, who had a heart baby, um, which says, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. And it seemed that every time something major would happen, um, because whenever Asa was nine months old, he actually suffered a cardiac arrest. Mm. Um, But whenever something major would happen, I was always there alone, but I wasn't alone because God was right there with me. Mm -hmm. And so several times I remember just dropping to my knees, no matter where I was, if I was out in the parent lobby or if I was in his room and just crying out to the Lord to please help my baby and to save my baby from um, what he was going through. Mm -hmm. And so um, praise God he did. And so so many times I think that we get so caught up in all of these things and saying, yes, God is so good because he has been so good to Asa. But I, I know that 
that is not always the case. Mm-hmm. Um, Ace's story could have ended very differently because he did have oxygen saturations in the 70s and 40s for the first year of his life. Um, but to see just God's grace throughout it all and the peace that he gave me, um, even with his last open heart surgery, I remember Asa was supposed to be two or three years old before he was even able to have that surgery. And um, we were in a dark spot there because there was really no other option. It was either the surgery or Asa wasn't going to make it. Mm. And um, God had just given me a piece that he was going to allow for that surgery to happen. And so I met the surgeon in the hallway and I said, what is the likelihood that Asa is going to be able to have this surgery? And he said, it's slim to none. You know, most babies this age don't have this surgery until they are two or three years old. And so he gave me the measurements that um, his left ventricle would have to be um, because that's what the second surgery did. It forced that left ventricle to grow. And um, Ace's case was a little different, but whenever he went in for that MRI, his numbers were exactly what they had to be at 11 months old. And there's no other way other than Jesus that that could happen. That's amazing. I think that's the second time you have told me that part of the story, and I get chills every single time just hearing how God has worked. And what I hear you saying is, you know, in those hard moments where it seems impossible and uncertain, you pray. And then in those moments where you know, you're feeling like, oh, this is great. Like God's really worked. You thank him and you look back on those blessings and, you know, remember what he's done for you in the past, even though, you know, you say that Asa, he hasn't been healed, but God has definitely worked in his life. It's his life has turned out so much better. And so it puts things in perspective for you and, and allows you to be thankful. I do think it's important, though, that I say, um, we always say that God is so good. And yes, he is good. And thankfully, Asa's story has been good. Um, but they are not always good. And I have seen them not always be good. Yeah. So even if God would have chosen to take Asa, he was still good. Yes. And I knew that before. But then... Um, Last year, I actually lost my sister, mm-hmm. and so I experienced firsthand how life could be taken from you, and and just to still be able to praise him yeah. um, in the good and the bad, because he was still good. Yeah, that's something that is really hard, I know, for people to believe and to hold on to. So hearing mm-hmm. your story and hearing you say that, I know, is, is, is helping a lot of people out there, I think, who are hurting and remembering that even when it doesn't turn out how we prayed, God is still there and he's still, still good. We're going to take one more break to hear from our sponsors, Tanner Health System and Oak Mountain Academy. We'll be right back here on Community Voice with Brittany Brown. Health is a journey. It's making better choices, even when it's not easy. It's taking care of yourself and the people you love. At Tanner Health System, we're there for you with every step, with primary care, heart care, cancer care, women's care, orthopedics, surgical services, and so much more. We're dedicated to helping you live and feel your best. So let's get on that journey to health. You've got places to be for many years to come. Find us at Tanner.org. 
The Entrepreneur Scholar Journey at Oak Mountain Academy is designed to provide students with a clearly defined curriculum-based track to acquire essential knowledge and skills for success in business and leadership. Critical areas include identifying entrepreneurial characteristics, selecting a value position, and business model development. I'm Patrick Uran, Head of School, inviting you to journey with us on the mountain. For more information, visit us at oakmountain.us. Discover your journey at OMA. Prepare, explore, and achieve. Good morning and welcome back to the WLBB Community Voice Program on News Talk 1330 FM 106.3. I'm your host today, Sarah Claudia Kane, with our wonderful guest, Brittany Brown, who's been sharing with us about her son, Asa, and his health challenges. Now, when we started out the interview this morning, you told us about that news that you received when you were pregnant with Asa and... <clears throat> You were told pretty much that he could have comfort care, but not to have much hope for the future. Well, now mm. Asa is, what, five years old? Five years old. <laughs> yes, that's amazing. And we, we give God mm. all the glory for that. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about Asa's life today. If you were to look at Asa, you would think that he was a perfectly normal, healthy, five-year-old little boy. Um, he runs, he plays, he does all the things that little boys do. He makes messes, <laughs> he aggravates his sisters, <laughs> um, and sleeps in his mama's bed every night. Oh. Um, but he lives a good life. He is so, so blessed each and every day. Um, and while he still does have challenges, um, you wouldn't know it if you looked at him. Yeah, that's amazing. And we're so, so thankful for it. And looking to Asa's future, you know, medically, and w what does that look like for him? You know, we just take each day, um, one day at a time. And so right now, Asa medically, he is stable. Mm -hmm. And so we are so very grateful for that um there is a place on his heart or a valve in his heart rather that we are looking at um ace's heart whenever even the sonographers look at it they're blown away mm -hmm. that it functions the way that it does um they just take a step back and um i can only point to jesus yeah. because yes we did have a great surgeon but without him it would be nothing. And so um, we are probably looking at him having another open heart surgery at some point in the future. When that will be, we don't know. But um, And God may allow him not to have one. And so we just take one day at a time with all of that. Yes. Welcome all the prayers, all those Absolutely. who are listening, who pray. You know, Send up prayers for Asa whenever you are reminded of him. His story is amazing you know how God has worked and you as the parents how you have been faithful to where God is leading you to find those doctors who could have served him so so well so we're thankful yes. for that and you know reminded again that stories don't always turn out as we pray and and surely Asa's story hasn't you know you you pray I'm right. sure for your kids to be completely healthy and normal and even though that's not the case with Asa, still thankful 
for how God has healed Absolutely. Him. And even though the heart may be good, we've mm-hmm. had other issues, whether it be lungs or esophagus or other things. It feels like, or his teeth one time. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was always just addressing the hurdles whenever they come, but knowing that God is always going to provide exactly what we need to get through them. Yeah, definitely. And I always end with asking for advice or guidance, any piece of guidance you might have for a parent out there whose child is facing any sort of health challenge. It doesn't have to be the same exact thing that Asa has struggled with, but any health challenge that they are facing with their child or a family member, what advice would you give to them? Well, first off, I think that you just need to give it all to the Lord. Um, He is the only way that you are going to have any sort of peace about anything. And it is completely out of our control. Um, And secondly, I think that you need to have a circle. You know, you need to find your people who are going to be there for you, that will pray for you, that will uplift you whenever the times are hard, because it's not if they come, it's when they come. Mm -hmm. And finally, I think the most important thing that I learned to do for Asa was to advocate for him, to Mm -hmm. be his voice, because nobody else, he could not do that for himself. Mm -hmm. And so I had to know what it was that we were talking about to be able to get him the best care. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's what I would say. Yeah. And I know as a parent, that takes so much strength to be that advocate. I mean, you have to do it, but learning everything you can possibly learn about these medical conditions that I'm sure are so far above they seem. So that's, that's an important call. And also the the aspect of community, you know, this is community Mm -hmm. voice. And I've said this on this the show before. I don't, I don't ever plan this when I ask people for advice or guidance, but so often it is to, you know, lean into that community. Absolutely. So important. I've heard you say, you know, all the family you've had around you through ACE's journey and friends. And I just invite people who are listening to search out that community. You know, not everybody has a big family, but there's so many people in our community who just want to help. And I've seen that in my own life. So definitely, Absolutely. definitely a good piece of advice there. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Brittany, for being with us today. I know it's never easy to share a story like yours and Aces, but I thank you so much for having the courage to do so and for pointing back to God. Thank you for having me. Yes. Well, thank you so much. And thank you all for listening. We will see you next time here on Community Voice.